From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. that you have joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 22. Salt without prescribing how much. Salt was used in every offering made by fire unto the Lord, and from its preserving and purifying properties, it was the grateful emblem of divine grace in the soul. It is worthy of our attentive regard that when Artaxerxes gave salt to Ezra the priest, he set no limit to the quantity, And we may be quite certain that when the King of Kings distributes grace among his royal priesthood, the supply is not cut short by him. Often we are straitened in ourselves, but never in the Lord. He who chooses to gather much manna will find that he may have as much as he desires. There is no famine in Jerusalem that the citizens should eat their bread by weight and drink their water by measure. Some things in the economy of grace are measured— For instance, our vinegar and gall are given us with such exactness that we never have a single drop too much. But of the salt of grace no stint is made. Ask what thou wilt, and it shall be given unto thee. Parents need to lock up the fruit cupboard and the sweet jars, but there is no need to keep the salt box under lock and key, for few children will eat too greedily from that. A man may have too much money or too much honor, but he cannot have too much grace. When Jeshurun waxed fat in the flesh, he kicked against God. But there is no fear of a man's becoming too full of grace. A plethora of grace is impossible. More wealth brings more care, but more grace brings more joy. Increased wisdom is increased sorrow, but abundance of the Spirit is fullness of joy Believer, go to the throne for a large supply of heavenly salt. It will season thine afflictions, which are unsavory without salt. It will preserve thy heart, which corrupts if salt be absent. And it will kill thy sins, even as salt kills reptiles. Thou needest much. Seek much, and have much.
Among the great classics of Christian literature, A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God is remarkable for its impact on the lives of countless believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, the product of a lifelong passion for knowing God in an intimate, soul-refreshing relationship, this small volume exposes the roadblocks that keep us from fully knowing God, reveals our responsibility of the pursuit, and ultimately leads us into the very presence of God Himself. Some of the chapter titles include Following Hard After God, Restoring the Creator-Creature Relation, and The Sacrament of Living. As you read and study Tozer's penetrating insights, you will learn the meaning of Paul's words in Philippians 3, verse 10, that I may know him. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer complete reprints of this timeless devotional help, free of charge. For your copy of The Pursuit of God, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your free copy of The Pursuit of God, and we'll be glad to provide it. Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the Doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he commences a message entitled, The Fruit of the Spirit. The text is the classic passage on this subject, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. In introducing the message, Dr. Cairns first explains the importance of this epistle to the Galatians. The great emphasis is upon justification by faith alone in the work of Christ alone. As Paul declares, this faith is only ministered to the heart by the Holy Ghost. Now Dr. Cairns will introduce this message, The Fruit of the Spirit. In this little epistle of Paul to the Galatians, the apostle is determined to set out the very basics of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the most unmistakable terms. Here in these six chapters, Paul gives us what 
I can term the irreducible minimum of gospel fundamentals. And so sure is Paul that he's setting the gospel down in its most fundamental terms. That in chapter 1 he says, Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, let him be accursed. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. So Galatians is really dealing with things that are essential to salvation. Here we are not dealing with mere differences of opinion. We are not dealing with things upon which we can afford to differ in our interpretation. The apostle is speaking of things that are of such moment and importance that he says, if anybody preaches anything else in the gospel than that which I am preaching unto you, let that man be cursed with the curse of God. Now, it's not surprising then that here we have the great doctrines of the gospel faith. Here in Galatians, he deals with redemption by blood. I say this morning, if any man preaches any other gospel, than a gospel of redemption by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's curse is on that man. He preaches the covenant of grace. And again I say, if any man would preach salvation other than in the terms of covenant grace, God's curse is on that man. For by grace are you saved. It is not of works of righteousness that we have done, but it is of God's mercy that he saved us. And of course, he takes up the great theme of justification by faith. The Council of Trent went on record as saying, that if anyone will say that justification is by faith without works, let him be accursed. The inspired apostle says, in absolute contradiction to the Roman Catholic theory of salvation, the apostle says, if any man shall say that justification is other than by faith without works, let him be accursed. These doctrines are all clearly stated. Now where these are shrouded or clouded or neglected or denied, there is no true preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anything else is just a perversion. Now, the Galatians were being ensnared in such a perversion of the gospel. And especially you'll find as you read these chapters that they were turning away to a false way of justification. Namely, by personal legal obedience 
And here was the subtle twist. Not professedly instead of the merit of Christ, but in addition to the merits of Christ. But Paul is quick to point out that since this in essence is a denial of the finished work of Christ on the cross and of the all-sufficient merit of the Lord Jesus Christ, since he's quick to point that out, he vigorously, jealously, I think you would better say, opposes and exposes this false gospel. And this whole book of Galatians is making the point. Justification must be by the merits of Christ alone. And secondly, the merits of Christ must be received by faith alone. Now that is the theme of the book of Galatians. Surely everybody knows that by now. Most Christians would have an idea that Galatians is all about justification by faith. But did you ever notice when you're reading this book that in actual fact the Holy Spirit is mentioned more times than is justification in all its Related words, the word just, justify, and righteousness. And they occur a total of 13 times in this epistle. The Holy Spirit is by name referred to on 16 occasions. 17 if, with many interpreters, you take chapter 6 and verse 1, the spirit of meekness, to be a title of the Holy Spirit. In other words, there is a basic theme running through this book, which is too often overlooked. It is the theme of the Holy Spirit of God. And it's not really very difficult to understand why there should be such an emphasis on the Holy Spirit in this particular book. Justification is received by faith. But faith is only ministered to the heart by the Holy Spirit of God. Too often people have the notion that faith is something of a natural response to the gospel. Faith is an inability of the human soul. That's how it's presented. But nothing could be further from the truth. Faith is the gift of God ministered to the heart by the gracious person of the Holy Spirit and by His immediate work upon the heart. In Scripture you find that Christ is the life. But the Holy Spirit is the life giver. Christ is applied to the heart by the Spirit. As one great English preacher once put it, the Holy Spirit is the personal divine vehicle. And Christ is the precious cargo that He conveys to our heart. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 you have a list of things that are done when you're saved. You are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the merit of Christ. And by the Spirit of God. That is the mighty divine person and energy that brings Christ to the soul. And thus 
the Galatians attempt to secure God's favor and the merits of Christ by human works, not only rejected Christ in the cross, but rejected also the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now let me make this very basic statement this morning, that it is a disaster to deny, to neglect, or to undervalue the ministry of the Holy Spirit in salvation. And the whole epistle to the Galatians cries out on that matter. If I were dealing with the subject of the Holy Ghost in Galatians, I could start and go through all of the references to prove the point that I'm making. Simply let me sum it up. In chapters 3 and 4, Paul deals with the place of the Holy Ghost in the doctrine of salvation. And then in chapters 5 and 6, he proceeds to the practical results of doctrine. Doctrine he doesn't have a practical result. There's something wrong with the doctrine, with the person preaching it or the person receiving it. Doctrine ought to have a practical result. Doctrine is never meant to puff up. It's meant to humble. It's meant to sanctify. It's meant to make you more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here in 5 and 6, we have the practical result, the place of the Holy Ghost in the lives of believers. Now let's look at chapter 5 before we get, as we work down to our text. Look at our Bible reading this morning. There are six mentions of the Holy Spirit in this one little chapter. Look at verse 16. Here's the walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We come to verse 25 later where there's another reference to walking in the Spirit. They are two distinct words in the original language. This verse 16 is a word that speaks generally of your walk and especially as it relates to you and as you consider it. The last uh, reference to the walk in verse 25 is really your walk as we see in relation to others, whether God or fellow believers. But here, in the most general terms, as you think of your position, your responsibility, your opportunity, the message is walk in or by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. John could say, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Walk by the Spirit, by the impelling power of the Spirit, by the command of the Word of the Spirit, by all the influence through the Gospel of the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. That's the standard of Christian walk. Then in verse 17, he speaks of the warfare of the Spirit. He says, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. These Two are contrary, the one to the other. There is, and here we have shades of Romans 7, there is a conflict raging in the believer. There is not just an attack upon your holiness from the world. There is not just an attack upon your holiness from the devil. I have no grief for the devil. But the devil gets blamed for a lot of things that he's not immediately responsible for. A lot of people think if the devil could only be put out of the way, the world would be suddenly 
are very easily Christianized. Let me tell you that the very rebellion that fills the heart of Satan fills the heart of every son of Adam. The very poison of sin that Satan has flows in the bloodstream of the race. My friend, though the devil will exacerbate every situation and stimulate every kind of evil and will be the evil genius in so many wicked situations, yet notwithstanding that, there is an enemy in us. There is our own flesh, and it is the flesh that lusts against the Spirit. I want to tell you, sanctification would be a very easy thing for a Christian. If he only had the world to contend with, and the devil to contend with. If he didn't have the flesh to contend with. If all the enemies were outside, my the conflict would be much more easily won. But the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And as you seek to walk in the spirit, there is this old nature within you. This old fleshly you that would rise up to battle with the very spirit of God himself. There's a warfare. What a blessing it is that not only does the flesh lust against the spirit, but the spirit wars against the flesh. We are not left to our own devices in this. The Spirit of God who regenerated us and indwells us, he battles against the flesh within us. Then verse 18. If ye be led of the Spirit, here is the will of the Spirit, going according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now notice the progression. Walking in the Spirit, warring in the Spirit, and the will of the Spirit. Now, the whole burden of this chapter is to have Christians enjoy this level of Christian experience. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www. .fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. Music.